1: Dietz & Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
0: Shop now at DietzAndWatson.com slash the right way.
1: That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew.
0: (laughs) And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. In fact, we've just done that.
1: We, We just did that. We just ate it all. We did.
0: Today we're talking about cobblers. Yeah,
1: and this episode was suggested by Listener Brandon, not who is not former spouse of the show, Brandon.
0: Is it Brandon who is married to producer Abby?
1: It's not that Brandon either. Oh
0: my god, there are a lot of Brandons out there. There are a lot there. of it's a
1: popular name.
0: Yeah, we know at least at least three. This yes, listener. But listener
1: Brandon is is one of the special ones.
0: Oh, okay. Good, good. Thank you, Listener Brandon. Matthew.
1: Yes. Let's talk cobbler.
0: Let's talk cobbler. I the really, interesting thing here yeah.
1: is when when listener listener Brandon sent in several good episode topic suggestions and I was like cobblers we should do that but I don't know if Molly is a cobbler person like I I never make cobblers and I was surprised to learn that you are a cobbler.
0: Oh my god, I I I have eaten enough cobbler <laughs> that I am a cobbler.
1: Yeah. Is it um, true what they say about how the cobbler's children never have <laughs> shoes or something? What is That's that, exactly what What is they that say. proverb supposed to mean? Oh,
0: I totally get it. It's okay. like, you know, like how doctors never go to the doctor.
1: Okay, yeah. Or
0: how, like, if you're a contractor, your house is perpetually Collapsing. unfinished.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah it's right. so true.
1: What? So what is our thing that we're neglecting?
0: Oh, if you are a podcaster.
1: yeah like the what what are the podcaster's kids lacking Headphones, headphones. That's there right.
0: We go, there we go. <laughs> there okay. We go. okay. okay. Or yeah, my kid is
1: always walking around with with a uh, <laughs> with a pair of, uh, of like <laughs> crushed AirPods. No, I
0: love the idea that your kid is still walking around with like a boombox. Right, no, no
1: headphones at all. Just just like a classic '80s boombox. Yep. Like so much plastic.
0: Yeah. So you actually wrote here on the memory lane segment of the agenda. I don't remember eating a cobbler.
1: Well, I mean, I definitely have. Eaten Eaten a cobbler before, but I did. I couldn't come up with any like specific cobbler memories, except I did. I don't remember like whether this cobbler was good or not, but I think years ago. Wife of the Show, Lori, made a cobbler recipe where you kind of mix all the stuff together and the crust rises to the top.
0: Mm, okay. you, you
1: heard of this? I think and this is a
0: particular dessert.
1: It may not even be a cobbler. I'm not
0: sure this counts as a cobbler.
1: And yet, I, I said, oh, so you mean it cobbles itself? And so we've like since, ever since then, we've been describing things as cobbling themselves. Just <laughs> what like, other what, kinds
0: of things cobble themselves? Well, I
1: think, I don't even know when we say it. I was trying to figure it out. But like, you know, anytime something happens automatically, I guess.
0: Okay. It cobbled itself. Right. <laughs> <I love that.
1: laughs> like like the uh, the taxis in Japan where the door closes by itself. It, like it, 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 itself. it cobbled itself. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's cool. Okay. Well, I have, uh, you know, I, I am here to bring to the table what you lack, Matthew, and vice versa. I've made a lot of cobblers.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, you're so, you always bringing what I lack. I think uh,
0: that's that's, that's why this partnership has been so lasting.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, because eventually it cobbles itself.
1: That's right. You bring the biscuits and I'll just be like a filling oozing underneath. Okay. (laughs) Yummy.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. I remember making my first cobbler. Wow. When I was still in high school. My senior year in particular, I had this group of guy friends. I think... Prior to my senior year, it was more sort of like a random assortment of like mostly like female friends. Sure. But my senior year, I started really having almost exclusively male best friends. Is
1: this because you started making blueberry boy bait? This. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is a real thing. What? Um,
0: Is it like a like a chapstick
1: or something? It's a fruit dessert. Are you joking? I'm not. I'm not joking at all. Like, you know, you know, fruit desserts, like for whatever reason. And we're not going to do this thing where we talk about all of the names of the fruit desserts, although (laughs) sneak preview next week we are. But but like, you know, fruit desserts are like an area of of cooking where where in English like they get funny names. So there's like the slumps and the and the buckles and and the brown betties. And there's blueberry boy bait. I couldn't tell you like what it is or what distinguishes it from another one. I can't
0: believe you didn't research that for this episode.
1: I mean, you did the research for this episode. Oh, you're right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I can't believe you didn't research. Okay, Boy Okay. Okay.
0: Well, anyway, so I had this pack of guy friends, and they all had like predictably guy friend names. I like
1: how you described them as a pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like Chad and.
0: Well, no, I bought them as a pack. It was like six for the price of one. Of course. Did yeah. they
1: come with like a stale stick of gum, like <laughs> like baseball cards? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I had a Billy, Robbie neil although wow. neil and i weren't really close billy. dustin dustin and i weren't particularly close either i would say billy and robbie were my two closest and then there was puffer who i wound
1: up kissing yes yeah, we've talked about puffer yeah are there any kids these days named billy
0: i don't think so
1: uh, i mean there's billy island are there so, kids so named
0: robbie maybe, I mean, maybe I billy
1: has like has like crossed over the gender line
0: i think that there are definitely female billies
1: right. But, yeah. but Billy is such a great name for anybody. Isn't it? Right?
0: I, I think he might go by William now. On Instagram, yeah. he's William. He's an anesthesiologist. Now. Sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Billy Corgan tried to go by William for a while and it did not work. <laughs> this, this is true. <laughs> is it
0: true? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, anyway, all my guy friends were into things like Star Wars, which I mm-hmm. I, I still like made it into adulthood without seeing. Okay. Uh, although I'm catching up now. All right. by the way,
1: yeah, no, I'm not I you looked at me like I was about to like jump in his no, oh, you have to see all the Star Wars, but I do not care.
0: Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> wow, you sound so superior. but
1: I do not care. Um, no, I mean, I do like a Star Wars movie movie. I just don't want to be like one of those guys who's like, you know, you have to get into Star Wars.
0: okay we we were also all into like Shark Week.
1: Oh, love Shark Week.
0: I mean, I had really awesome guy friends. What else were we into? these are the these are the friends that I like, went Cars? to Barnes. These are the friends I went to um Brahms and Barnes and Noble with, like oh. late at night. <laughs>
1: this, this sounds so great.,
0: uh, except that at the time, I felt like such a fucking loser, you know, like compared like I was doing exactly what I wanted to do and hanging out with exactly the people I wanted to hang out with. But I felt like in some greater social sense, I was a fucking loser
1: because you were like comparing yourself to the popular kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. No, no, I totally get that. I think I felt that way in high school, too. And also and also like looking back, like, you know, I was friends with like, theater kids and like punk rock kids and stuff like I I would not have enjoyed being friends with the popular kids and
0: and it's interesting because okay so what what I'm about to say is that I remember having my friends over so like all these guys and then like a couple girls at some point like on a weekend my senior year they were over at night, and I remember standing in the kitchen baking a rhubarb cobbler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is what everyone does at age 18 when they've got all their friends over.
1: But was everyone else in the kitchen with you, like, in the way that people I, always crowd into the kitchen?
0: You know, I'm I'm embarrassed and disappointed to say that it was only the girls in the kitchen with me. Mm. Isn't that gross?
1: Were they barefoot?
0: Probably. Yeah. And pregnant. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I feel disappointed in my guy friends looking back. Like, I feel disappointed in all of us that, like, we developed. Divided upon, like, no, I on totally would have been your cobbler way. friend. Okay. Well, anyway, here's the thing. Like now I really hope my kid grows up to be the kind of kid who has all her friends over and bakes a cobbler when
1: she's yeah, 18. Yeah, of course. Right? Oh, no. My, I mean, my what, kid has already done things like that. Like, I, you
0: have raised them right. Yeah. Anyway, so I, 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 I'm still holding out hope for June. I think that I'm... I think I've got her going in the right direction.
1: Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And definitely, like, it's up to you to, to mold your child <laughs> yeah. into a specific type of person. Yeah. That definitely will work. Yeah.
0: As an adult, my go-to cobbler recipe for years has been one particular recipe. It comes from the Chez Panisse Desserts cookbook.
1: One particular cobbler.
0: Which I have actually brought with me today.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. This is a reveal. I did not know Molly was was carrying this book. I know, right? classic.
0: Look at this copy. This copy was given to me by my friend Hannah, who I met through Flickr
1: back oh, in the old days of I, Flickr. Yeah, I remember Flickr, yeah.
0: And this copy belonged to her grandmother. And she mailed it to me one day and was like, I think this like should be yours.
1: That is so sweet.
0: Isn't that like the best thing ever. So Hooray I have a copy. for
1: media mail. Right? Or, as, or as we called it back then, book rate.
0: I aspire to be this kind of friend. Yeah. Anyway, so this cookbook, what a classic. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. I don't know if you noticed, but the illustrations are by
1: Wayne Tebow. Oh, I, even I know who that is. I
0: mean, like, this is legit. We got a cookbook with illustrations by Wayne Tebow. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So here's the deal. I think I started making this particular cobbler recipe from this particular book easily 10 years ago.
1: And- oh, that, that seems relatively recent.
0: Well, but... I don't know. I mean I, I'm only forty two. So but you made your
1: first cobbler in high school. So there was yeah, a long then, period like but, between your first cobbler uh, and your first Chapanese desserts cobbler. But I think what t- were you doing during, during that during time?
0: that time I think I was going down a real francophile rabbit hole. Oh, am
1: making cobblers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> making tarts.
1: Oh, yeah. And things
0: like that. So Tarts, tartines. I, I have not made flats. a tart in probably a decade, but I have made a shit ton of cobbler.
1: I've I've made a tart more recently than you you, perhaps. It's
0: true. It's true. Anyway, you can see, I mean, the book falls open to the berry cobbler page. Beautiful. And here's the thing. I have never made it exactly as it's written. It calls for boysenberries, blueberries, and raspberries. And it calls for them in pint measurements. Sure. I have made it with all different kinds of berries, never boysenberries, though. And today I made it with strawberry rhubarb. But to me, what's so special about it is it makes exactly the right amount, and the biscuit, I think, is a fantastic biscuit It is. This is topping. one of the
1: best things you've brought over. Or, or oh, also, good. I was hungry.
0: Good. OK. I, I was hungry, too. But anyway, something that I particularly love about this is, so it, it is so easy. It's basically like a cream biscuit. Yeah. So you got the dry ingredients. You rub some butter in. You add whipped cream. Um, the dough comes together really easily. And then you basically kind of like pull out lumps of it and flatten them to, like, a half-inch disc. Yeah. And just lay those discs yeah. over the fruit. Oh, so which, these,
1: are, these are, like, free-form biscuits. You didn't cut them out with no, a biscuit. No, no. Nice. These are
0: free-form biscuits. And this is one of the first recipes that I ever successfully made with June when she was a toddler oh. like when she didn't like this was a recipe where it didn't feel like I was just creating more work for myself by involving my child plus
1: in you were like starting down the road of yes. molding her into a cobbler person
0: exactly exactly because here's the thing anyway when when you're doing the <laughs> I'm the... still
1: laughing about how the, the <laughs> podcasters kids don't have headphones
0: <laughs> anyway when uh, when you go to to the, you know, when you've got the dough for the topping, yeah, you, you're basically just kind of smashing it into these freeform discs and laying it over the fruit. And what a perfect job for a toddler.
1: That's, that's totally true. You just put your foot on my foot for the first time since we've been back in the oh, studio.
0: How intimate. I missed it so much. Anyway, but what I wanted to say is that June – Around that time, started calling cobbler toddler.
1: Oh, that's so cute! And it
0: stuck for a long time. So every summer, as you may or may not know about me, I get very excited when the blackberries are ripe. I do and
1: seem to remember you—you you like experiencing some sort of blackberry arousal. I do. Yeah. I
0: do. I have been doing this since june was of napping age i remember when she would go down for a nap i would basically like grab a tupperware and go outside and sometimes walk like up to a block away like foraging for blackberries along the road we live on um sorry i touched your foot again (laughs) <laughs> anyway, but um, so when I do that, we always eat at least one, if not two blackberry cobblers. Nice. Because I think there is nothing more perfect for a cobbler than like just a heaping pile of, of fresh blackberries.
1: Now, a boysenberry is a kind of blackberry, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It is, but it's, it's a little bit more of like a maroon color,
1: like yes. a red wine okay. color. And more to the point, it's not like growing for free within a block of your house.
0: That is correct. OK. Yeah. I mean, blackberries around here are a menace and, yeah. and people l- really do not mind if you just walk up and down the street, like taking blackberries even off their property.
1: Yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm kind of scared of blackberry bushes. Like, really?
0: You don't you don't like go into a, a blackberry like fugue like I do.
1: I do not. It's I mean, like. I just don't want to get, like, scraped up. But but also, like, I just don't go out, like, foraging for fruit as much as I should, apparently.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, this year, try to do better. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Anything else you want to say about Memory Lane?
1: No, just Cobbles itself was the main thing.
0: Okay, great. Okay. So, what is Cobbler?
1: Please tell me.
0: All right. So, I basically just cut and pasted a bunch of stuff from Wikipedia. And then wrote some questions in response to it. Oh, okay. Okay. So... Uh, Wikipedia says that a cobbler is a dessert consisting of a fruit, or less commonly, a savory filling.
1: Interesting.
0: That is poured into a large baking dish and covered with a batter, biscuit, or dumpling in the UK especially, before being baked. Some cobbler recipes, especially in the American South, resemble a thick-crusted deep-dish pie with both a top and bottom crust. I've never heard of so, that.
1: So that would just be like kind of a square pie? Or, I mean, it doesn't have to be yeah, square. See. Like, you're... Uh
0: uh, yeah, I, I've never seen this. That
1: sounds it sounds like you're describing a pie. Like it
0: does. Well, it sounds like I'm describing a pie that's got biscuits on the bottom right. and top.
1: It's sort of like, you're saying, like you know, some some uh, some horses have four wheels and <laughs> and are made of metal.
0: <laughs> I think that if we have any listeners in the American South, I would love to hear from them. Uh, about whether or not they have encountered this kind of cobbler, like a, a double-crust cobbler.
1: And also, if we have any listeners in the South, don't <laughs> go anywhere because we have more questions for you next week.
0: Okay, great. So, uh, also from Wikipedia, cobbler is part of the cuisine of the United Kingdom and United States and should not be confused with a crumble. Okay. Under pain of death.
1: We're watching series one of The Great British Bake Off, which mm-hmm. I had to uh, uh, download uh I, I was going to say I was trying to think of a cool word for illegally, but I had to download illegally. The word that came to mind was lasciviously, which is not what that means. Well,
0: that's Surreptitiously. Not right. do, no. Did, anyway. Were you downloading it like while?
1: Uh, well, yes, I was I was like I was like getting all, all turned on by the thought of these cobblers <laughs> and they actually recorded an episode in the town of Bakewell and, <gasps> uh, and talked about Bakewell tarts and Bakewell puddings. But also they made a bunch of fruit desserts and like tried to sort of get into the distinctions and I was just thoroughly confused.
0: Okay. Well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So right off the bat, I mean, since Wikipedia is so insistent that a cobbler should not be confused with a crumble, I just want to set out here a definition that crisps and crumbles almost always include rolled oats in the topping.
1: Now, I was told that one of those includes oats and the other one doesn't. Oh, my God. Because I I make rhubarb crumble all all spring long and I don't put oats in the topping. So that's what
0: I was going to say. I think a crisp... I oh, God. I was, except doing- my mom's Apple Crisp doesn't have. Oats
1: in it. What yeah, am I now, even talking now, about? Watzel's apple crisp does have oats in it. I think just all of these terms can be used interchangeably.
0: I don't think so. <laughs> so I think a crisp, let, let's just forget about the oats. I think thing. it's
1: just all a pie.
0: No, no, no. Let's talk about crisps really quick because this is the cobbler episode. Okay. <laughs> so I think of crisps as having a <laughs> topping that is usually made by like kind of squeezing dry ingredients together until it's kind of lumpy and mm-hmm. you sprinkle it over the top and yeah. it often has oats. Okay. Right. I think of a crumble as being truly like a streusel topping.
1: Now, I know that a streusel is like a sweet, crunchy topping, but I don't really know what makes it a streusel. Do you?
0: Didn't we do a streusel episode?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Do we do a I, whole You know what I'd episode? like to do here?
0: I would like to refer all our listeners to the book Classic German Baking by Louisa Weiss. Okay, perfect. Which goes deep on streusels. So just, you know, ignore us. Let's get back to cobblers.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go back to cobblers.
0: So basically, uh, okay. I want to pause for a second here before we move on in our definition of cobbler to talk about this idea of a savory cobbler.
1: Yes. As soon as you said that, I was like, hmm, that sounds interesting.
0: Well, so I started at first I wrote on the agenda like savory cobbler WTF. Yeah. And then I went back and toned it down to what the. (laughs)
1: Thank you for toning it down.
0: (laughs) So because I realized even as I was typing the WTF that like.
1: I think a chicken pot pie is a savory cobbler. I think you're right, because it's like... A dumpling. Yeah, there's like biscuits on top of stuff. Yeah.
0: Also, I remembered that I have seen recipes for like a tomato cobbler, even Whoa. in like like recent cookbooks.
1: So Did you know what? That a tomato is really a fruit?
0: I did. June just told me that the other day too. <laughs> I
1: try. I tried to do the voice of like a kid who thinks they're going to teach you something. Yeah.
0: She also told me that about avocados.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah. So there's also a, a thing as like a tomato cobbler. And here, check this out. This sounds really good. So often there is cheese and or cornmeal in the biscuit topping.
1: You know what? Does that sound made? good? There was years ago. There was a cookbook called Pot Pies, and. I haven't made it in a while, but I've made this dish where it's like chili on the bottom and like a like a cornmeal biscuit on top.
0: I think that sounds like a cobbler.
1: Sounds like a savory cobbler. It
0: does. I think that God, That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. And then also, you know, the more I started thinking about it uh, in the UK, you know, they're like lamb pies, mutton pies. Often these have, apparently, according to Wikipedia, like a scone-type topping. So maybe kind okay. of a, a biscuit-type topping, but maybe a little bit with a little bit less fat in it. All
1: right. That um, sounds good. Doesn't that sound really good? Have you really ever had good? mutton? I don't think I have. I
0: don't think I've had mutton either. Anyway, so uh, that that hopefully will allow us to all understand what the idea of a savory cobbler might be.
1: All right, Yeah. Can we do like a follow up savory cobbler's episode? We did we do a pot pie episode? I think we did.
0: Yeah, but can we do like a savory cobbler's and like maybe I'll do a tomato cobbler and you could do like this chili, the chili one? Thing? Yeah, let's do it to air like in October or something like that. Can
1: we open a, a like a shop called the Savory Cobbler and I'm we can gonna, repair I'm shoes gonna just and
0: move down? Yeah. To the agenda. Cobblers originated in what Wikipedia refers to as the British American colonies. So they they weren't any more specific than that.
1: So it could have been anywhere from like Maine (laughs) to Virginia.
0: Um, Well, I think British. I mean, if, if you're thinking American as in like North American, it could also be Canada.
1: It could also be Canada. That's true.
0: See, anyway, English settlers, this again is according to Wikipedia, and I don't know what the hell they're talking about. English settlers couldn't make their traditional suet puddings because they didn't have the right ingredients and equipment. So instead, they covered a stewed filling with a layer of uncooked plain biscuits, scone batter, or dumplings fitted together.
1: And then did they bake it or did they just eat? Raw dough.
0: I believe they baked it.
1: The suet puddings, I find very puzzling.
0: So why wouldn't they have had what they needed for suet puddings? Don't you just need an animal for suet?
1: Uh, Well, yeah, you need need a beef and like a bowl to steam it in, right?
0: How is suet pudding different? Like extract it. Like, let's say that you've got a big
1: beef. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I have a big beef with
0: this. (laughs) Let's say that you cut like some some pure fat off of a part of it the way that you might be able to take like back fat from a pig yes. can, can you do this I, from
1: a cow yeah i mean they I'm, I'm sure they had access to suet if they had if they had so why
0: didn't beef. they just like rub it into some flour can you not do that with suet
1: you can i do not know what that means great
0: thanks wikipedia <sighs> anyway what- yes
1: yeah, ingredients and equipment okay
0: Yeah, I I was perplexed by that. I was also a little perplexed by the the reference to a stewed filling that gets covered with a layer of biscuits. Hmm. Because I've never stewed or otherwise pre-cooked a fruit cobbler filling. I can imagine doing that if you're doing a savory cobbler.
1: Well... But I, I feel like this could mean it could mean a couple different things, either that people like their cobblers mushier in the past and so they did pre-cook the filling, or just that they're considering the cooking that happens along with the topping to be stewing.
0: Maybe I, I can I can imagine how if you're making, you know, uh, we'll get to this later, but I've never actually made an apple cobbler.
1: Okay. Have I, you made an apple brown Betty?
0: No. And I but I can imagine that you might have to or it might be best if you pre cook the apple.
1: Maybe. I I feel like what we're what we're sort of saying is that people will combine fruit and dough in any way you can possibly imagine whether it makes sense or not. There's probably there's probably one of these things where people like inject dough into the center of a hollowed out fruit and bake that.
0: I can't wait to find yes. out. Okay. Um, cobblers and crumbles were promoted by the Ministry of Food. Wikipedia didn't mm-hmm. say whether this, w- what country's Ministry of Food this
1: was. This was, this was in uh, the book 1984. It was, it was like a, <laughs> I was going to say it was an Orwellian, but that's kind of by definition. Uh,
0: has the US ever had a Ministry of Food? Would this have been the UK?
1: It would have been the UK. Okay,
0: so apparently, cobbler's and I mean, crumbles. We do have
1: an F, the FDA.
0: Cobbler's and crumbles were promoted by the Ministry of Food during World War II because they're filling, but they require less butter than a traditional pastry and can be made with margarine.
1: Okay, they were talking on Bake Off about how like stewed puddings were like a like a savior of the Industrial Revolution because like people didn't have enough food, but then there was stewed pudding. I wasn't super paying attention during that part really, of the show. Never mind. That.
0: Anyway, according to Wikipedia, which I'm really having some big beefs with today, cobblers are usually made with a single type of fruit, though I have never thought of them that way.
1: What about way. bumbleberry?
0: Here, Here is where I think we're going to get some important information. Okay. Okay? Cobblers are always baked in the oven, not on the stove.
1: Okay, put that fact in your hat and keep it there until next week.
0: Okay, great. Okay? Now, it's time for Mr. Etymology-ish. All right.
1: Abby, can you play the Mr. Etymology theme, please?
0: The name cobbler was first recorded in 1859, but its origin is uncertain. It may be related to an archaic word for wooden bowl. Although okay. I'm not sure what that archaic word was. Uh,
1: cob. Cob. Blur.
0: <laughs> uh, others say it might come from the fact that the topping looks like a cobbled stone pathway. It does. Right? Yeah. As opposed to imagine like a rolled out pastry dough. That's like a smooth pass, pathway. So that the, that's why... That's why pastries that you use, like a rolled out pastry dough, are called smoothies. (laughs)
1: these are called (laughs) cobblestones. You know, cobblestones are funny if you think about it because like they're so, it's so appealing like to think of like a cobblestone pathway, but it's like the kind of the worst thing you can use So dumb to pave a pathway. They're
0: like really hard on (laughs) wheels and axles and and stuff and and feet and and and... wheelchairs
1: and like anything that wants to use the pathway (laughs) for like transportation. (laughs) Yeah. But it looks great. But they're so pretty to look at.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so, Matthew, what do you look for in a cobbler?
1: I the, the, whatever the thing you made this morning and brought over, that is what I look for in a cobbler. Okay. I want I want the top to look like a like a, a quaint cobblestone pathway okay. in an English garden. Okay. I want there to be some some stewed single fruit underneath or multiple fruits. Okay. Whatever floats your okay. cobble boat.
0: Okay. All right, I want a topping that is formed in like discrete lumps
1: or biscuit shapes. I like that too.
0: Yeah. And ideally, I want it to be a, like an actual biscuit kind of dough with minimal sugar.
1: Yeah, and the fact that you si- you served me like one biscuit and satisfying? all the stuff underneath was super satisfying.
0: Yeah, I don't want a cakey topping. Sometimes people make a batter that's more like a cake batter and dollop it on top. Like you can imagine it makes like yes. looser dollops and spreads more to look like a mm-hmm. cake top. And I I don't like the flavor of it, and I don't like the texture of it nearly as much. Because I like the way the biscuit is a little bit dry,
1: yeah, but then the filling is very moist. The
0: the like the stewy filling and then especially if you are serving it with cream, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Yes. So anyway, I also I did
1: like it when you said looser dollops. That was a very nice phrase.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine with a single fruit, but I do tend to make my cobblers with multiple fruits. Okay. I think especially berries like like I think blueberries and I don't know, I think this is going to come up in next week's mm-hmm. episode, but I think blueberries Some blueberries are just like kind of sweet and don't have enough tannins in the I skin. I think I got
1: good blueberries. Okay. Here. We'll see. I mean, I do also have some raspberries that I could throw in if you think I should. Oh, that would be fun. Okay. I,
0: I always love combining blueberries All right, and raspberries. Okay. Well, anyway. All right. So Matthew, let's get into what types of cobblers we like to make. What have you made?
1: I've never made a cobbler unless you count that, that chili cobbler.
0: Okay. Okay. Great.
1: So chili is my answer.
0: Great. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, cobblers I have made. Well, we've already discussed blackberry. Yeah. We've already discussed the Chez Penisse dessert it's berry cobbler although I don't make it with boysenberries I usually do a mixture of blackberries blueberries and raspberries hi I'm berry cobbler
1: my (laughs) kids don't have shoes (laughs) or headphones headphones. (laughs) but they're doing fine they like to bake with their friends
0: (laughs) oh anyway um I have also made apricot blackberry which was pretty nice.
1: Okay, that's a, I can I can taste that with my mind's tongue.
0: Uh, this one is a strawberry rhubarb. I've also made just straight up rhubarb.
1: Yeah, this is really good. I'm I'm sometimes kind of skeptical of strawberry rhubarb because I'm like why does rhubarb need a strawberry? But this is this was so good.
0: Good. Okay. Cobblers that are common but have not been made by me.
1: Okay, is this a new segment? This is a new segment.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Peach. I've never made a peach cobbler. All right. I don't really like peach baked goods. Do I, I like? don't really peach like peach baked... flavored things.
1: Uh, I yeah, like I want just like a good peach. peach to eat over the sink.
0: Yeah, I mean I won't like throw it out. I do like canned
1: peaches. I god, sometimes I, love I, a I canned sometimes peach. like a canned peach, especially if it's like ice cold. Oh god, yes.
0: that's great. Okay, but anyway, I don't really ever tend to make peach baked goods. I just want to eat my peaches. Apple cobbler also super common. Never been made by me. All right. I bet apricot and raspberry would be nice, but I've never made it. It sounds nice. And peach and raspberry, I think, is kind of a classic. Never been made by me. All right. Yeah.
1: Are there any other cobblers that have never been made by you? (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll get back to this uh, in a future episode. This is our new segment. (laughs)
0: Okay, great. All right, Matthew. What what do you like to serve with a cobbler? All the times that you've not made or eaten cobbler, now,
1: I was a little surprised what happened here because I whipped some cream mm-hmm. before you came over, and, and we are going to use that whipped cream on next next week's episode. Okay, but uh, uh, so I said, should should we put some whipped cream on this cobbler? And you were like, no, let's pour just cold cream. Yeah, and not ponds cold cream. No, but cold, cold whipping cream. Cream. cream.
0: And it's interesting. I I whenever I think of it, I think of it as like cold cream. I don't just think of it as like.
1: No, cream. I like I like that phrase.
0: Anyway, I um so uh, a million years ago when Brandon was a lunch cook at Boat Street Kitchen here in Seattle, we uh, we learned a lot from Brandon cooking at Boat Street Kitchen and one of the thing one of the like little tricks we picked up was how good like, just plain old cream is poured on top of a dessert, particularly a fruit dessert.
1: Now, do you like this? Was just kind of boring, like ultra pasteurized dairy gold cream. Do you think, like, uh, do you like look for a special cream? I for don't that purpose? because
0: I am the kind of person who is skeeved
1: out by dairy that tastes too dairy Okay. So yeah. no, I mean I do I do think any cream is good.
0: Yeah. So what I like about this as opposed to whipped cream is the way that it like kind of begins to soak into things. Mm-hmm. The way in which it um it just kind of spreads itself more evenly than whipped cream does. I also like that like as opposed to ice cream, it's not sweet. Yeah. I love pouring just like straight out of the fridge cold cream on any kind of fruit dessert.
1: Now I do kind of wonder, like last when what would this have been? Maybe last summer, some sometime, I had my first experience of uh, apple pie with cheddar. Mm. And I wonder if, like, an apple cobbler with cheddar would be good. Oh, I, th- I, I bet it would. I imagine right? with,
0: like, a cheddar biscuit.
1: Oh, yeah. Wouldn't That's that be good
0: so idea. good? I mean, I think, like, I could make – what if What if I made, like, a really good applesauce that maybe, you know, was kind of chunky mm-hmm. and then made, like, a cheddar biscuit and baked those?
1: That sounds great. Right? I think that would be delicious. Are you coming back tomorrow?
0: Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. Okay, Matthew, I think this wraps up our cobbler segment.
1: I love this. I – uh
0: I mean, our our cobbler segment, by the which the I whole, mean our cobbler episode, show. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, this this episode is like eating its own tail like an Ouroboros. <laughs> like the episode has become the segment.
0: Yeah. I was trying to find a way to work this back into like not having any shoes or headphones, but you know I don't what it think is? it does.
1: The entire show, like all 502 episodes, that's the show and each episode is a segment. Oh. Like it's like it's a gigantic like millipede.
0: Wow. This is like the arthropod to end all arthropods. But wait, if
1: we back up further, this whole time we've been doing the show is just like one segment of our lives. To be fair, it's like by far the longest segment. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the thorax, let's it is say. The thorax of our lives. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's go ahead. Should we move on into segments? Great. Let's move
0: on into segments. Okay.
1: All right. We've got okay, some let's move from the thorax today. down into the abdomen. Okay. I am so excited for this for this email. I don't know if we're gonna have a good answer to this question, but okay. this is from listener May, longtime listener from China.
0: Hello, listener May.
1: I traveled back to China in December 2019 and was unable to come back to the U.S. until recently. While I was spending most of the time binging your old episodes to ease my anxiety during the lockdown, I was also doing a ton of online shopping on Taobao. Taobao is the largest e-commerce website where you can basically buy anything. It is just like eBay, but the Asian version. There are lots of interesting food items that popped up in 2020. Anyway, there is a household brand called Bai Mao, translated to White Cat, that has been established for a long time. My family used to use their lemon-flavored dish soap. They launched a soda in the same scent (gasps) as their (sighs) beloved detergent. I'm wondering, if you were to choose one scent from one brand to flavor a soda, what would you choose? Oh,
0: my God. I so, love this question. Thank I think you, the, listener May. The ground
1: rules have to be that okay. like, this, it can't be like a food scent, right?
0: No, no. This has to be, well, this is like a lemon dish soap that was
1: turned yeah, into a soda. That's true. You're but right. I think
0: it, it can't be like, we have to think of a cleaning product.
1: Right. Okay. Oh, it has to be a cleaning product?
0: Well, I think so.
1: Okay. All right. Because um, I, I, the first thing that came to mind for me was gasoline, which is not a cleaning product, but I would drink a gasoline flavored soda.
0: <laughs> I love the smell of gasoline. Yeah, so me too. And, and it
1: would, uh, and just think of like how well it would work as an energy drink.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: it will do for you what gasoline does That's for, for a your car. car.
0: You know what? Actually, if if we're going down this line, uh, I'm going to say rubber cement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow. Because
0: I cannot get enough of the smell of rubber cement. We have some. And if I could, okay, Oh my god. Can you you I want smell to have it? some
1: rubber <laughs> cement between episodes? Yes. <laughs>
0: um no, I I can't imagine like consuming it. Like like have you ever noticed that so I don't really like scotch.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't either. But
0: especially when I was working in the restaurant world and I I would like, you know, encounter scotch that I otherwise would never encounter because I don't keep it in my house. I could never get over the fact that peaty scotches smell like Sharpies. Like they smell exactly like Sharpies. Like I can't imagine consuming that flavor.
1: Yeah, I don't like the Sharpie smell. So I'm not sure if I
0: really want actually to consume a
1: rubber cement smell. Okay, you know what soda I would try is Dove soap flavored soda. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. That tastes like the 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 smell. Like Uh, that tastes like the soap smells. Mild Dove soap smell.
0: Okay. Um, God, that's a good idea. What about
1: like like the smell of fresh hay? Again, I know it's not a cleaning product.
0: I smell a lot of fresh hay because we have a guinea pig. Okay, I'm over it.
1: (laughs) I'm (laughs) over it. A soda that's the smell of a guinea pig.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, gosh. Hold on. Just give me a second.
1: Yeah. What about a soda? What what about a crossover between like a soda brand and the makers of like the the car air freshener that looks like a tree? I hate that. I hate
0: that stuff. What about Tide detergent?
1: Oh, I knew we would end up here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Tide detergent says to me like you are loved.
1: (laughs) What about not the detergent? Oh, wait. What about dryer sheets? I don't even use dryer sheets. I don't think they really do anything. And yet, like like when I take someone else's clothes out of the dryer because I do the dryer and there's a dryer sheet, like, you know, know I'm sniffing that dryer sheet. Yeah, you're
0: huffing that dryer sheet. Maybe.
1: What about lint? (laughs) Like hot lint. (laughs) Hot lint. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love the smell of a good lint trap. Dude, hot lint coke. All right. Oh, I still haven't gotten that cherry coke we were talking about <sighs> last time. Oh, we should go God. get a cherry coke.
0: Okay. Uh, it's my week to do now, but wow. Yeah. So this week, I'm breaking the rules a little bit. Okay. Um, So this week, I want to talk up um, a a short story collection that I actually have not gotten my hands on yet. All right. That's fair. For no other reason than I want to buy it in an actual bookstore. I don't want to order it online. So I keep meaning to stop at the bookstore. But I want to get Brandon Taylor's new short story collection, Filthy Animals. Is that listener Brandon? Uh, That's not listener Brandon. But do we um, know that for sure? No, we don't. But I I doubt Brandon Taylor listens to this podcast. He's got better things to do. Okay. Anyway, Brandon Taylor is the author of Real Life, which I imagine some of our listeners have read. It came out in 2020, I'm pretty sure, nominated for a ton of awards. Uh, to be honest, I didn't love Real Life.
1: Is it also a short story collection or is no, it a No, it's a novel. novel. Okay.
0: I didn't love it, I didn't finish it. But I love the name Filthy Animals. Yeah. And I love reading anything like like a shorter form essay or a tweet or even an Instagram caption written by Brandon Taylor. Okay. So I'm looking forward to checking out this short story collection, Filthy Animals yeah, by Brandon Taylor. I think we Taylor.
1: should all strive to be filthy animals, at least Absolutely. sometimes, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Our producer is Abby Cercatella. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can uh, talk to other people who listen to the show at at our Reddit. It's reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk.
0: The show that's limping down the cobblestone street of your heart.
1: I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
0: (laughs) I'm Molly Weisenberg. I like to hit it like that. I like to hit it like that. (laughs) Let me taste it first to make sure it's not going to kill you.
1: Make sure we're not going to have to hit it and quit it. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.